First game was good. Second game wasn't. I got back to, to my norm. Uh, didn't watch a single play of any game. Oh, you didn't watch any of the first one either? No. Um, Ruh-roh. Did I really do that? <laughs> I accidentally took a... In my screenshot, I took points and rebounds on Derek Lively, but I meant to take PRA, uh, which means I accidentally did take PR. I guess Derek Lively not going to get a lot of assists, so I don't feel too bad about that one. But we got to get into this. We have 58, 57 minutes to go before the NFL strategy show starts, and we have 13 games to break down. Are you ready? Yes. Sort of. Then let's do this one. Uh, we got the Isaiah Jackson game yesterday, by the way. Well, he did we, we got the entire play. Pacers bench. We got the entire Pacers bench game yesterday. We also did get that. All right. Toronto Raptors, four and a half point favorites in Charlotte, 223 total. Uh, for this one, Toronto has everybody available that's normally available. We're actually getting a bit of ownership here to Toronto. Uh, 10 to 15% ownership on Gary Trent, Jakob Pertle, and Pascal Siakam. I think Siakam and Pertle do stand out. Little bit surprised about Trent until you look at his price and realize that he is 4,100. Yeah, so I've been getting to him in small amounts lately anyway. And every time I do, it's been like, why do I have Gary Trent? And then I see what his price tag is. And it's like, oh, I guess him, you know, just sort of randomly falling into a lineup isn't the end of the world. But uh, yeah, Toronto, I mean, you know what you're getting with Toronto? It's just kind of been the same thing this year as it has in the past for the most part. Um, all of them look fine. Pertle at 5,900 probably looks the best to me. 14% chance of being optimal, uh, only 5,900. So that looks pretty good. Siakam coming in at 8,100. He's certainly been playing a bit better than he was early in the season. 11% uh, chance of being optimal, 11% ownership. And then Trent, you know, going a little bit over-owned here at 14%, but still an 11% chance of being optimal right now at 4,100. We only have him projected for 19.3 DraftKings points. It's not like we have a particularly aggressive projection on him or anything. He's just a usable piece of value right now. Uh, and then, I'm, you know, as always, Barnes, Schroeder, and Anobi are perfectly fine as well. Giving Gary Trent point guard eligibility is a crime by DraftKings. We're talking about a guy that has, like, no ability to acquire assists in any way. Yeah, that's one of the stranger positional designations. We're going to get to it shortly, but Boyan now has small forward, power forward, like he should. Yeah. I thought, you of, say point, I thought you were going to say point guard. No, instead of shooting guard only. Yeah, like I have a little bit of Siakam, a little bit of Trent, a little bit of Pirtle. That's it. Uh, they don't look all that great. And again, 13 games slate. You can justify a lot of people. But to me, there aren't any, but there's not anybody that like truly stands out for Toronto. I've got a ton of the Hornets, in particular two players. I don't think you'll be surprised by that. Mark there's Williams. no ownership coming into these guys. 9% to Brandon Miller on DraftKings is the high mark. It's 11 for him on FanDuel. It's 12 for Terry Rozier. Are you getting to the Hornets? Um, I'm rerunning everything now. I had computer issues this morning, but uh, the field's not. I kind of doubt that I am. The only two guys getting ownership right now are Brandon Miller at 5,900 and Rozier at 8,400. 6% to Rozier, 9% to Miller. Not a particularly appealing matchup. 13 games late. I don't anticipate having a lot here. I have a lot of Brandon Miller. Uh, which I doubt is surprising to hear. Um, shooting guard, small forward, 5,900. Like, I just, I like that range at no ownership, given the fact that these guys are just playing a bunch of minutes. And then I have a ton of Miles Bridges, $7,900. Power forward only, only 2% owned. That just seems 
too low for what you're going to get out of him today. Like the he's the perfect guy I want to take a flyer on. If Charlotte has a successful day against Toronto, like, I'm, I expect Miles Bridges to at least have something to do with that. And for him to be unowned on a day like today, love him as a GPP option. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the the thinking there. The counterpoint is just there's going to be like 8,000 guys that if yep. their team does well, they probably did well and are low owned. Yeah, without question. I think Bridges is going to be like my guy and you'll probably have some version of your guy. Similar for Brandon Miller, like quality enough point per minute guys, decent enough price tags and positionality. It's really all that's happening here for me. I mean, Bridges has been 1.01 fantasy points per minute. He's playing 36 minutes a night. No Lamelo. There are some shots to go around for this Hornets team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I think it's a perfect team to just be off. Not that ownership's a huge concern on a 13-game slate anyway, but you know, to be offsetting ownership while maintaining upside, any of Rogier, Bridges, Hayward, Miller, yeah. like these guys all do it. By the way, uh, Mark Williams questionable once again for this one. If he ends up out, we'll certainly see increased minutes or I would imagine we'd be projecting increased minutes to PJ Washington. And then, you know, somewhere in that 24 range to Nick Richards, who's up to 4,900 and less interesting than he would have been, but still will become a value play if you want to get there. Yeah, definitely still playable at 4,900. It's not a situation where it's like, Oh, well now he's just unplayable because they priced him up, but he would just be like a good value play as opposed to, okay, I'm going to play 80% Nick Richards. He'll, he'll look a lot like most of the centers in that high 4K, low 5K range that are all like solid point per dollar plays that you can get to all the time. Yep. Uh, and we got 27 and a half minutes from him last game. He did play about two and a half extra minutes at the end of the first half with PJ Washington picking up um, his second foul. Washington closed the game, which we fully expected. So like you said, I think some somewhere in that like 24, 25 minute range is a good projection if uh, Mark Williams is out. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, there's not a lot of ownership coming in here, but I legitimately hate this team right now. The Detroit Pistons are 11 and a half point dogs in Orlando, 230 total. We have a we have no Jalen Duran, and we have a Q tag on Joe Harris, which I forgot he was on the team at this point. Um, here's the real question. Who the hell is the starting five for the Detroit Pistons today? They didn't go to Bagley. I don't feel like it's Wiseman. Do they just go to Stewart? At which point, who the hell is the new starter? I don't know what to do with these idiots. I think they go Bagley. I think they go Beef Stew. And then bring in one of Livers or Thompson or really anybody else at that point. Burks is back. Who the hell knows? The good news is I'm not confident it matters. I don't think they look all that great. I barely got any right now. Bagley's fine at 4,800 if you want to project him for like 22 minutes as a starter. Wiseman's 4,400 already. I don't think it creates anything new even with trying to figure this out. Do you expect to get Pistons? Probably not. Um, We have Bagley right now projected for 18 DraftKings points at 4,800. That's not going to get it done. The highest owned guys here are Bogdanovich at 6%, Hayes at 5 The highest optimal percentage is Thompson at 7 which I guess we're projecting him to play quite a bit more. Uh, I guess we, we have to be projecting him to start. We have him with a 27.5 fantasy point projection. Um, but you know, at 5800 that's going to be tough to get that much of. If he does start, he's certainly playable at that price tag. But I don't think anything here is going to stand down in this spot. No. Boyan, 6500 now. Right positions, but also basically the right price. 
Cade's fine, point guard, shooting guard, but I mean, this is uh, an Orlando Magic team that's fourth in defense, and the Pistons are about as bad as they get defensive or offensively. So it's a tough spot. It's a really tough spot. And now we don't know what they do with their rotation every night. They're just randomizing their players. So uh, not going to be upset I don't get to the Pistons on a 13-gamer. That will probably like put some years back on my life. A the dynasty said just wanted to say what up to you guys always also wanted to see how Josh will brutalize my name this time at the dynasty. I prefer a the dynasty, but whatever you want to do. I hadn't read what he said yet and just saw how you pronounced it and was extremely confused. Yeah. You mean that's not how you would read it? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> how would you read it? A the dynasty. I guess it's the at at the bottom in the like the message that really starts to throw me off. Am I supposed to read it as read it as at? Because if you do that, then you run out of proper words after that. Right. Yeah, I, I guess maybe I would have said it that way if I was just like quickly looking at it, because that's what my brain like reads it as. Yeah. But then it's but also it is not-, not at the dynasty if you read it properly. Hence uh, the super chat. Appreciate the super chat. So good to have you around, man. Orlando Magic, no Wendell Carter Jr., no Markel Fultz, Q-tag on John Isaac, and the big one here, Q-tag on Jalen Suggs, which could actually open up something for Orlando in a nice matchup against the Pistons. 11% ownership coming into Franz, about 10 to Paolo. They are the two guys that I'm getting to. I don't find Orlando to be all that interesting. We kind of know what they are each night, and we know what their rotation is. Their pricing seems to be stabilized, but we can open something up if Suggs is out. Yeah, if Suggs is out, it, it certainly opens up minutes. Uh, if he's in, this team doesn't look overly appealing. Pricing is just where it needs to be because this team's been relatively healthy for a while now. Uh, minus Wendell Carter, but obviously things have adjusted for that. Von Caro at 8,300. Franz Wagner at 7,900. The two I would expect to get to the most um, if Suggs is in. Everything else just looks mostly unappealing here. Yeah. When we get to the end of the show, there are a couple guys that are like standing out, but we don't have like overwhelming chalk. It's going to be a lot of you can play what you want, depending on what news we get to. But yeah, there's no like, I don't really see any priorities here for Orlando. And by all means, roster Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro if you'd like. It's a nice spot against the Pistons. This one's a little different. So now we have five games on the slate today that have a total under 220. We have two that are 240 or above. Eight-point underdog Atlanta Hawks in Philadelphia, 242 total. This one is very interesting because Trey Young is questionable. That little trickle-down will be massive. And we've also now had, for the third straight game, Clint Capella and Onyeko Okongwu playing alongside of each other. 20% ownership to Capella, 12 to Okongwu. No one else is really getting any love. I wouldn't mind Trey. But if we get rid of Trey... Then we're firing up a lot more of Atlanta and still getting to a bunch of Clint Capella and Onyeko Kongwu. Yeah, uh, Capella at 6K is just going to look good because him playing minutes alongside of Kongwu is just a huge uh, rotational change that really helps to solidify his minutes. That's not to say he's going to play 28, 29 minutes every single time out, but it makes it a lot easier for him to do so when he's not just sharing 48 minutes with the Kongwu. You know, 28 minutes from Capella, not automatically meaning only 20 for a Kongu makes things a lot easier, makes it a lot more likely for him to get those minutes. You can still play a Kongu 24 and be fine. Uh, so 6K for Capella is cer- certainly going to look good. Uh, 12% to a Kongu at 4,900 is fine. That is the spot where I would expect that ownership one 
to just drop in general as we get guys ruled out on a 13-game slate, but also yeah. uh, specifically if Nick Richards were to end up starting in place of Mark Williams, you're going to likely be playing Richards before you play a Kongwu, I think. Um, probably but, look pretty comparable. Yeah, I, like I wouldn't... Same price. Right. I, I that, Yeah, that's why I, I made the comparison. But I think Richards should be the higher owned in that case, but I wouldn't want it to get too out of control. Like if you started yeah. getting like three X the ownership to Richards or something, I would absolutely play a Kongwu. Right. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so if you want to think... do for their minutes, I went 27, 24. I'm guessing you'd be like in that ballpark. Yeah. Something like that works. Um, beyond those two, if young is in, I don't really think there's, it's another team where if you play Trey young, clearly that's fine. Dejounte Murray, Sadiq Bay, any of these guys are perfectly fine. Last pieces in, um, but it's, if young is out, you know, eight K Dejounte Murray is going to start looking really good. $6,400 Bogdanovich is going to look better. Everybody's just going to look better by default. If Trey Young's not playing. Yeah. It, it's a massive change for this team. I don't know if anybody gets on, like you probably unlock a, shooting guard, small forward, $3,300 West Matthews as like a guy you can punt with, but I don't think we create any overwhelming value if Trey is out. It's just everybody that normally plays just looks better, but I don't think we get like a 3K 20-minute dude after that. Interesting spot, though, if Trey ends up out. On the opposite side for Philadelphia, everybody's available. Uh, Single-digit ownership across the board on DraftKings and FanDuel. I love the idea of getting to Joel Embiid. He's 11-7. Jokic is only 12K, but his matchup has a 219 total. This has a 242 total. Starts to equalize them right now. I got to 6% Embiid, and that's it. Yeah, right now I'm only getting to 5% Embiid. Uh, I did just finally get everything rerun. Uh, Capella at 11% on the other side is the only guy I'm really getting to right now. Uh, Embiid at 5% is the only guy I'm really getting to from Philly at the moment. Yeah, it's it's really hard to... like Even with this nice game environment... The prices on Maxi and Harris and and Melton and now with Ubre back, like everything is kind of stabilized here for Philadelphia. Thought this game would be a little bit more interesting, but agreed, it's not. And just to quickly double back, um, everything right now looks for me pretty much like I expected it to. Not getting a lot from Detroit, Orlando. Not getting a lot from Toronto, or sorry, not getting a lot from Charlotte. Am getting a lot from Toronto. Thirty five percent Pirtle, seventeen percent Siakam, twelve percent Trent, and then just sprinkling in the other guys. All righty. Anything else here for the Sixers? Uh-oh. Me or him? Okay, good. All right. Well, then I will keep this one moving by letting you guys know the schedule for the rest of the day. It's pretty simple, honestly. 11 a.m. right after this show, NFL Strategy Show. That is coming up next. You don't want to miss that. And then Adam and I will be back at 445 for the deeper dive. And then we have NBA Live before lock at 6 p.m. It's a pretty smooth day today. Am I missing anything else? Just want to make sure I'm not. You guys can see this uh, the rest of the schedule on the screen as well. So don't skip that one. Also, this is the easiest thing that you guys can do. Stochastic.com slash avatar. Load that bad boy up on DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, Owner's Box. If you finish in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 entries, you will get one free month of whatever package you're looking for at Stochastic. We want to show off the fact that you won with our avatar, so then we need you to tweet it at Stochastic HOF. This will cost you $0. 
There's no fee associated with this. You can use our avatar without having a package at Stochastic. This is a great way for you to spend no money and have the opportunity to get a month at Stochastic. Projections, ownership, Sims tools, all that stuff. And all you have to do is go to stochastic.com slash avatar to do it. Or click the link in the uh, description. Lost you there for a second. Yeah, it was weird because I heard, basically heard like Jacob say that I was gone and I was like, what are you talking about? And then like five seconds later, I realized I was now gone. It's always hard in those situations because I think we've we've both had the spots where we both think that we're the ones that are still there, but we're not. Like, yeah, I, yeah, because I, I heard you say like me or him, and he said him, and I'm like, I didn't. What do you mean? And then I realized I couldn't hear anybody anymore. Yeah, yep. Your Wizards are nine point dogs in Brooklyn, two forty total. Uh, this team is a pain in the ass. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys are pulling some ownership. Uh, only Daniel Gafford, Danilo Gallinari, and Tyus Jones are like right at the ten percent mark. I'm two xing Tyus Jones. I'm two xing Corey Kispert. Uh, none of this feels good in any way. What do you want to do with your Washington Wizards? I should add Q tag on Daniel Gafford. Still no Landry Shamit. Yeah, I'm getting to a lot of players from the Wizards. I'm not getting a ton of any of them. Daniel Gafford's the only guy I have double-digit exposure to right now at 13%. That's right in line with the field. 5,400, he's just a good enough center value. Um, There's going to be a lot of other centers you can get to. Again, if Nick Richards were to end up getting the start, that's probably going to pull a little bit from Gafford as well. But I'm getting there. Uh, Other than that, 7% Tyus Jones is my next highest stone guy. I'm once again not getting to the field on Gallo. Uh, Fields at 12%, I'm half that at 6 5% 5% Kuzma, 4% pool, mixing in a little bit of Avdia, Kispert, Koulibaly, but uh, not getting a lot of anybody here, just getting eight different guys. Yeah, twenty. I don't know why I have 21% Kispert other than I think it's just like a function of what this slate is. Um, I assume all of that kind of, like, I don't think that maintains by the end of the day, but, you know, if we end up getting no Gafford or something, we start moving this stuff around. 3K Mike Muscala is sitting out there for us potentially tonight. That would be a thing if we get no Gafford. Yeah. I and mean, you give him 20 minutes and he is going to look real good. Or at least hold your nose and playable. Yeah. I mean, he'd be the best point per dollar play on the slate at this moment if he sure. were now projected to start. That's better than playing Wap Reith, who I think I have like 50% of right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk about who I have right now. Yeah. Um, no, it's like I'm more than okay having scattered shares to Washington, though. This is like a pretty good environment. They obviously play fast. Brooklyn isn't a great defense. Like, it works. Yeah. Uh, one takeaway from last game was that they did manage to go to essentially a nine-and-a-half-man rotation, even without Shamit and Davis. Uh, you got one stint from Muscala in the first half, so he finished at six minutes. Jared Butler was just inserted into the rotation, played 14. So you got 27 and a half from Koulibaly. You got 25 from Kispert. Uh, but there was a good chance going into that game that you were just going to get more from Kispert and Koulibaly, and you didn't. We're finally getting the one play that I'm getting to a bunch of, which I'm guessing you're not getting much of, and this is going to be a flip-flop of centers. Uh, Brooklyn Nets. Everybody that's normally available is available except for Lonnie Walker, but he was out the last time. 10% ownership to Cam Johnson, 10% ownership to Nick Claxton is what we have coming in. Are you getting to Brooklyn? 
Not really. Cam Johnson's my highest owned guy at 8%. Next is Claxton at three. Uh, certainly would be happy to get to more Claxton. Uh, it's a good, I mean, it's a good spot for all of these guys, obviously. 6,600 for Claxton is fine. Uh, getting 9% ownership, but I'm just not really there. Uh, like I said, the only guy that I am getting to really at all is Cam Johnson at 8%. Fields at 10. 6,500 power forward. Um, this is just another team where the matchup's really good, but they they're healthy. They've actually gotten healthier recently with Cam Thomas coming back. So that's coincided with a rising price tag on Bridges, a rising price tag on Dinwiddie. It makes it really tough to actually prioritize any of these guys at their respective salaries. I have 33% Nick Claxton. That, like, like I said, I have more Cam Johnson than anybody. I think my favorite play here is Claxton. Yeah, I think he looks amazing. I only gave him 28 minutes. I took his over on prize picks, so maybe that's a jinx, but... Like to me, Claxton right now is your Yaka Pirtle. Like that's yeah, and like there's a lot of those dudes. Like where let's that's how center kind of has to work. There's so many centers on today's slate. Like one person's stand might be somebody else's stand, and you and I would both flip flop those two, and it wouldn't really like I wouldn't care at all either direction. But I think Claxton's in a really nice spot here, especially and if Gafford ends up out, uh, Nick Claxton might have a hundred rebounds. Would be nice. Would be nice. But otherwise, I don't have much else here. Uh, for are, are you not concerned that if Claxton is out uh, or that if Gafford is out, Claxton is going to be chasing Mike Muscala around? And not oh, man, enough? that could happen. That could happen. <laughs> or he might just continue to play like a normal person would. <laughs> uh, this one should be pretty easy to not get to. The New York Knicks are seven point dogs in Boston. 219 total. Knicks are at full strength. Boston is at full strength. And I mean full strength. Chris Epps Porzingis is back. 6% ownership coming into Julius Randle, power forward center, 8,700. There are a lot of versions of Julius Randle today. 8K power forward center type options. I have 3% of Randle and nothing else here. This is about as bad of a spot as you can get for the Knicks and just DFS in general. Yeah, brutal spot. Healthy team, correct price tags. Oh, and by the way, you're facing the Celtics. I have 1% RJ Barrett at the moment. That's it. Wouldn't care if I ended up with nothing from the Knicks. Obviously wouldn't care if I ended up with small amounts of Randall, Brunson, Robinson, any of those guys. But yeah. um, very, very tough team to get to. Like We've already talked about a lot of teams that I think are tough to get to. And they're like a tier above the Knicks. And I don't think Boston is all that different. It's not like they've got a great matchup. Knicks are 30th in pace. 1% ownership to White, Brown, Tatum, and Holiday. Plus, we're integrating Porzingis. 7800 for Porzingis. Great price. Don't know how much he's going to play today. Uh, I have one share of Jason Tatum. I have... Yeah, I mean, you said that they're similar. I have 1.3% of RJ Barrett on the Knicks side, and that's it. I have 1.3% of Drew on the Celtic side, and that's it. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible DFS game. Like, good luck. Like, you want to pick one of those starting five dudes from Boston? That's great. But don't have any confidence in which one you pick. It's a horrible DFS game. 22nd, number one defense against the Knicks are actually down to 10th. 22nd in pace against 30th in pace. I have Boston losing three possessions below their average just from this matchup against the Knicks. It's dreadful. It's absolutely dreadful. And this one's not much better. The Minnesota Timberwolves are six and a half point favorites in Memphis, 215 total. This is the lowest total on the slate. Mike Conley is the high man here in terms of ownership at 5%. 
Uh, as we look at the injury report for this game, Jordan McLaughlin is questionable. Uh, Jade McDaniel still out. Memphis still has the same people out that they normally have out. I don't have a single share of Minnesota. I have more than you. Um, I have 5% <laughs> Nas Reed, 5% Anderson, 3% Mike Conley, and a Rudy Gobert lineup. But, yeah. you know, same page. It's just this is another team where there's nothing missing. You know, McDaniel's of course, is missing, but he's been missing. Uh, prices have come up. Gobert is up to 7,400. I'm all for playing Gobert when he's low-owned. You know, I like getting him in tournaments, but he's $800 more than Claxton. He's aggressively more than you know the guys below Claxton. Like He's 1,500 more than Pirtle. He's 2K more than Gafford. It just becomes tough to pay that salary. Towns is at 9K. That's just a tough price tag to get to whenever Anthony Edwards is in. Anthony Edwards somehow is only a shooting guard at 9,300. So that becomes tough to get to. Really, really tough to get to this team. Yeah, it's just, it's not ideal. And then obviously Memphis has the worst side of this one because they have to go up against Minnesota's defense and they are missing seven real rotation players. 3% ownership to Desmond Bain is the high mark. He's 8,800 on FanDuel. Looks a little bit better there. But unless you get the outlier 49 raw point day out of Bain, I don't have much interest in anybody here other than Bain and Jackson. I have 7% Noel at the moment, which okay. is just, I assume, a testament to lack of value at the moment. Um, yeah. We have him with a 5.5% chance of being optimal at 1% owned. So, again, very low probability play. Probably something that I just don't have by lock. Other than yeah. that, I have 1% Bane, which I wish I had more. He's really good, but mm -hmm. he's shooting guard small forward at 9,200. He's got a very difficult matchup against Minnesota. Memphis has like a 104 implied point total here. It's just tough to pay these salaries. It's bad. It's a very, very difficult game. The uh, If there's like an 8 p.m. turbo slate, it's Minnesota-Memphis 215, Cleveland-Miami 218, and then Warriors-Thunder 235. Just gonna be jamming Warriors Thunder here, but Minnesota Memphis not looking great to me. What does look great though, that would be Underdog, the sponsor of this video. There's a link in the description that will allow you to sign up at Underdog and get up to $100 on your first deposit. And they are a one-stop shop for whatever you want in terms of uh, getting in the sports gambling landscape. Pick them contests for people if you're not in a legal betting state. You win up to 20x your money. Daily fantasy contests. They have large field GPPs. Best ball is massive at underdog. We're obviously in full swing here for the NFL season, but uh, don't miss it next year. Lots of money going around in the best ball streets. And then playoff drafts, NBA, NHL, PGA majors. If you want to be in any form of this, you should just simply have some money in at Underdog. You can double that money just by making the deposit by clicking the link. Now, you got to be 18 or over. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, I'm going to need you to call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. The Cleveland Cavaliers are one-point favorites in Miami. We have a 218 total on this one. For Cleveland, Karis LeVert still out. Evan Mobley, questionable. So uh, if you're looking to get more Jared Allen in your life, Adam, I think that might help you out if Mobley <laughs> ends up sitting for Miami. No Bam, no Hero, no Highsmith. Uh, Kayla Martin and Duncan Robinson are both available. Single-digit ownership across the board for Cleveland. Again, not a great fantasy matchup. I don't mind Donovan Mitchell. I actually think he looks kind of interesting, but I don't have much of the Cavs. No, I'm not getting the much either. 7% Allen, 7% Garland. 
Uh, so slightly over the field on both of those guys. 6% on Struess at 6,300. Shooting guard, small forward, just playing a ton of minutes. You're hoping you run into some good shooting there. 5% Mitchell, uh, only one Mobley lineup. But uh, yeah, pretty much just getting, you know, 5 to 7% of the starters. Other than Mobley. Yeah. If Mobley is out, are we getting nice value on George Niang, Dean Wade? What's the what's the answer there? Since we know answer, we, have, we don't have Karis LeVert. I think the general answer is just no. Um Okoro being back makes me really nervous because you can just get like Niang's not a great point per minute guy. Okoro's not a good point per minute guy. Dean Wade is like absolutely horrible point per minute guy. I think there's a chance that you just end up getting like they all play quote unquote significant minutes, but not enough to actually be good. Yeah. I th- I mean, like if you look at the last game, Wade only played 14 minutes. Niang played 27 and a half. Okoro played 29. That's a game where Mobley played 36 and a half. So like, I just don't know how much more Niang could or would play. Okoro maybe plays like 32, 33, Wade steps in to call it like 22 to 24. Maybe Porter gets into the rotation. Does Tristan Thompson play 18 minutes and become interesting as a 3K center? Right. I was going to say you could go that route also where Thompson just backs up. You probably do go that route where Thompson's backing up Allen. Yeah. Especially against Miami with no Bam out there. Like I'm pretty sure you can handle Tristan Thompson being out there against Kevin Love or Orlando Robinson. Like... Not a tough one if you need backup center minutes. Yeah, so I think uh, I think you either get like an actual actual rotations from Thompson or Porter. I would yeah. guess I had said Porter, but I think you're right. It's probably Thompson. Just as Thompson for center. a chunk of it, at least. Like I mean, you can get 14 a piece for both of those guys, and like that. That's what makes up a lot of the minutes too. Yeah. Well, like if you give, so let's say Jared Allen plays 32. Let's say Mobley's out. Jared Allen plays like 32, 16 to Thompson. So, so basically, and you're trying to make up, call it 36 minutes from Mobley. So 16 for Thompson. Let's say a Coral goes picks up four extra minutes and plays 33. So you're at 20 minutes now. You have 16 more to go. Let's say Niang stays at 28. Wade gets 10, Porter gets like six, like something like that. Yeah. All told, you're probably not really excited to get to any of that stuff from Cleveland. Right. Best case, I think it opens up if we just don't have value elsewhere. You know, oh, I'm going to roll the dice on the Yang or Okoro or Thompson or whatever. I have no confidence in it, but maybe it works, I think is like your best case scenario. Yeah. I also don't expect, like, we only got 19 minutes out of Jared Allen that last game. So rotations right. are a little different. Yeah. And I'll say you could just get more, I mean, obviously more than 19, but you could get mid thirties from Jared Allen. Yep. On the Miami side, uh, we we've got massive minutes out of Orlando Robinson the past two days, last past two games. He's 6% owned. Uh, Caleb Martin is 16% owned. I have zero right now. I do have 31% Orlando Robinson, who to me looks like a great play. I think you have to project him for 30 minutes. Yeah, I think like we once again saw Thomas Bryant not be in the rotation. So, yeah. you know, again, coach speak is usually bullshit, and it was again. Um, I'm not like super confident going 30 minutes on Robinson, but at this point, I kind of think you need to. He played 33 and a half in that last game. Uh, just looks getting, good at 5400. 
Um, I'm and not you're getting, getting 48 minutes from him and Love at center, and that's it. Like it's strictly starter backup run. So if right. we see that for two games, like it's either that or you're going 28 20 to him and Love. But like I think you're allocating all 48 minutes to just those two guys. Yeah, um, I'm surprised I'm not getting more of him right now, but I think the reason is because so we have him at 29 minutes, which would make me think I'm going to get him. But we yeah. also have him at 26.4 DraftKings points, which is 0.9 DraftKings points per minute. He's 1.1 for the season. Uh, I don't think so. I think we're just a little bit low there. Yeah. And I probably start getting more. Right now, I only have 4%. Uh, conversely, I have 83% Caleb Martin, which is not going to hold. But we have him at 34 minutes, which is aggressive. He played 31 last game in a game where he was playing amazing. Uh, so I think it's really difficult to expect 34 here uh, we also have him at 0.94 DraftKings points per minute he's 0.89 for the season and in a bad matchup against Cleveland so um just kind of wonky projections on a couple Miami guys here that I think are really changing how I'm getting to them at 10 in the morning fully expected to be different by lock but uh yeah right now like Caleb Martin my highest own guy on the slate no chance in hell um and then I barely have Robinson and I think I'll end up with a lot more yeah I went 31 minutes to Martin I mean he is live to play 37 like oh yeah it's I don't I, just I don't know really if they want him to close. They didn't have him close, but yeah, I mean, in a, game, in a game where he scores 24 points and only plays 31 minutes, I have a really hard time being confident that he's just going to be playing mid 30s. Yeah, agreed. Surprised like, that and, he and didn't granted, close, though. Granted, he was really hot in the first half and then scored one point in the second half. Yeah, but maybe that's why he didn't close with him. If, if he shot in the fourth quarter like he did in the first quarter, he probably closes. But my point is still. Overall, in that game, he played really, really well, and they still didn't close with him. So if the way that Caleb Martin gets 35 minutes is he has to specifically shoot well at the beginning of the fourth quarter, like, yes, those minutes are can be there, but they're certainly far from guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get a share of him at 31 minutes, um, 5,900 shooting guard small forward. Fine. Like, you also have Duncan Robinson, $200 more expensive, same exact positionality, unowned. Like... Just right out of the gate. Like these guys are not all that different of fantasy plays. Give me the unowned Duncan Robinson over the fully owned Caleb Martin on the exact same team. Give me neither one. Well, um, yeah. I mean, by the way, Duncan Robinson played one more minute than Caleb Martin in the last game. Right. Yeah, we have Robin right now. We have Robinson playing three minutes less than Martin and projected for seven less fantasy points. I have them dead even in fantasy projection. Uh 0.3 ahead for Caleb Martin. Yeah, like they're basically the same point per minute guy. Martin's at 0.89 for the season. Robinson's at 0.84. They're playing the same minutes. Uh, again, this is just... Kill, kill it's, an early, it's, it's, it's early in the day. Yeah, Caleb kill, kill Martin is the, or, the early morning guy that is just screwing up all of my stuff. Anything else for Miami? No. Ultimately, you do want to get to Orlando Robinson if you can, right? Like that looks pretty good at 6%. Orlando, right? Orlando Robinson's the only guy on this team that I actually want. If I get to some Caleb Martin, I get to some Jimmy Butler, I get to some Duncan Robinson, you know, whatever, all that stuff's fine. Sure. The only guy that I'm looking at and saying, like, this salary looks good is Orlando Robinson at 5,400. Right. And, yeah, I, I know I just sort of, like, uh, stand a bit for Duncan Robinson. I don't have any. Like, I, the only guy that I have is Orlando Robinson, and that's yeah. 31%. No, I think the takeaway there, though, should be Duncan Robinson is $200 more than Martin with the same positional eligibility, and they are functionally the same play. Caleb Martin... Yeah. I think is slightly better than Duncan Robinson, especially when you consider he is $200 less, but yeah, they're the same dude. Yeah. They might go about it a different way, but they are right. the same dude. <laughs> uh, 
Golden State, four-point dogs in Oklahoma City, taking on the Thunder. Everybody that can be available is available. Like, obviously, we have no Gary Payton, but he's going to be out for a bit. 3% ownership to Draymond is the high mark for Golden State. He's 13% owned on FanDuel. Power forward center is just way more important. I have one share of Steph. I have 3% Clay, 2% Draymond, and that's it. Uh, This team's been difficult to get to pretty much all season long other than games where they just are sitting multiple people or where Draymond tries to choke somebody and prices haven't adjusted for his suspension yet. Uh, But with them healthy, I mean, 9,500 Steph, like sure. But you and I have talked about it a lot. Steph doesn't rebound at the rate that most other guys around 10K do. He doesn't get assists at the same rate that other 10K point guards do. You are just trying to get the game where Steph makes 10 three-pointers, and that'll happen here and there. Um, But it's also Steph Curry, so he's never, like, or almost never completely unowned. We have him at 1% right now. He's probably actually, like, 3 or 4 because of who he is. It's just I my my approach with Steph for years has pretty much just always been – if this is the day he makes nine three-pointers, I'm just not going to win, but I'm not going to, I don't just play him all season long, hoping to get those games. Yep. Same. Um, the Oklahoma city side of this one is a real pain in the ass. So we've got 20% ownership coming into Jalen Williams. And the only other guy that's getting a lot of ownership for this team is a uh, $3,200 Kenrich Williams power forward center, 22% owned. I don't have him at all. Uh, just a single share. Uh, I don't mind it, but like he's getting funneled for reasons that don't totally add up to me. They, they're, this is not a shorthanded team. They played 11 dudes last time out. The guy that I'm most interested in here, other than Jalen Williams, who I think uh, should have that ownership, 10 6 Shea looks pretty tasty here today. Yeah, Kenrich is the one I'm getting to. That's going to go away. We have him at 18 minutes right now, which is possible, but he played 14 last game. Um, in 18 minutes, we have him at 15.7 drafting points, and that is making him show up, which speaks to how yeah. cheap he is and the lack of value. But if you cut that back to even 16 minutes, I think he probably starts to go away. If you have I 14, have 16. Yeah, that seems better to me. Uh, so I, I think that goes away for me. I'm getting the 17% Jalen Williams, which I'm fine with. Uh, he's getting 20% yeah. ownership right now, 6,200. He you know, isn't as productive when Shea is healthy, but the playing time is still there. Uh, he's playing with the second unit, which is nice. They've been staggering his minutes with SGA, which does give him more productive minutes with the second unit. So, you know, happy to be getting to him at that price tag. I'm with you as far as, you know, I like getting to Shea where I can. I'm getting around 7%. We have him with a 7% chance of being optimal at 10-6. Um, always happy to get there. Happy to get what chat I can, but right now that's only like 3%. Uh, as was mentioned in chat, I apparently lost my extra center spots today. But um, mm. yeah, would love like I- I'm perfectly fine getting to Jalen Williams. I would love to get whatever Shea or Chet that I can, um, but obviously they're a little bit more expensive. I am getting one other person here. It's my second most exposed guy. And, Josh Giddy. Uh, yeah, so he tends to be exposed uh, <laughs> now and again. I have 29% of him right now. I only went 25 minutes. That's what he played in the last game. Unfortunately, I'm a little nervous about the game that he played on the second where he was in the teens. Um, pause, I guess, for that one. Probably not the only <laughs> time he's done that. But look, he's still, even in the last 30 days, 1.07 fantasy points per minute. He's 5,800 point guard, shooting guard. I like it from a flexibility standpoint. I just don't really know what to make of him. Um, I don't mind being a little like, do I want 29%? No, that's aggressive. But to be at like 10 to 15, I don't think it's crazy given the fact that he's still good 
on a per minute basis. Did you realize he got garbage time last game? <laughs> uh, I did not. Uh, so like it was, it was only a nine. I don't like garbage time probably isn't the right word, but a minute and a half left. The the, clo- the actual closing lineup for OKC was Aaron Wiggins, Trey Mann, Kaysen Wallace, Jalen w- Williams with a Y, and Josh Giddy subbing in for SGA. Can we figure out Lou Dort's rotations in this game, or is this not the day that we have that kind of uh, time? Because Lou Dort played, I don't know what, uh, a minute and 49 seconds to start the third quarter, and then they took him out for like an entire quarter's worth of Kaysen Wallace. They took him out for an entire half's worth of Kaysen Wallace, basically. Yeah, uh, you got another two minutes in the fourth quarter there. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I, I was I, when I looked at it, I was like, "Oh, he clearly picked up fouls." And then I looked right. at it, I was like, "No, he didn't. No, he didn't." Um, I don't know what to make of it, other than my assumption for now is you probably shouldn't make too much of it, other than what we already knew that outside of like SGA, Holmgren, and Jalen Williams without the Y, this rotation can go a million different ways any given game. Giddy season today, everybody. Buckle up because you probably hit, it's against the law if you don't. Uh, Chicago Bulls, two and a half point favorites in San Antonio, 225 total. No Zach Levine for now and for the foreseeable future. Uh, Tory Craig probable, Alex Caruso probable, Dalen Terry available. 10% ownership coming into Patrick Williams, 20 to Alex Caruso. That scares the shit out of me, but shooting guard small forward, 5,100. You can just never be confident that he's going to play 29 minutes because he breaks every single week. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I am only getting 4% of him. I'm getting a lot of Patrick Williams at 5,200. We have him getting 10% ownership. We have Caruso getting 20 at the same price. We actually have Williams slightly ahead of Caruso in terms of optimal optimal percentage. So I'm getting to 30% Williams, 4% Caruso. The field is getting 30% combined. It's just two to one Caruso to Williams. I'm essentially just playing Williams in all of those spots, which I'm fine with given the data we have right now. We have Williams projected one fantasy point higher than Caruso. He's $100 more. But again, at half the ownership, just um, I'm fine turning my Caruso just into Patrick Williams. They're not really different plays. Like, I hate projecting Caruso's minutes because it's like, well, he's only going to play 29 or 30 if he can, one, make it through the game, and two, Chicago is, like, in a competitive matchup. Otherwise, they're just, like, not wasting him like that. And that's where it starts to really suck. Um, I have 7% of DeRozan. I will happily take whatever I can get there. $7,100 Kobe White is 9% owned, but that feels like a tough sell. Yeah, I have 10%, but that is one that I would really like to go away. I don't... I mean, I get Levine is out, but 7,100 point guard only. I just think I should be able to find better options. But at the same time, it's only 10%. Yeah. Yeah, I got 11% Williams, 15% Caruso. I don't have much else here for Chicago, which is a shame. 26th in defensive rating, 5th in pace. Amazing matchup against San Antonio. Agreed. Speaking of San Antonio, they finally mixed it up a little bit last time out. Uh, Point Sohan over. We got... uh, Point Devin Vassell. We also got uh, the shooting guard Malachi Branham experience ended. We got Chetty Osman as the starter. 10 to 15% ownership to Chetty and Vassell right now. I have 11% of Wemby, who is 5% owned. Like I said, add him to the list of 80-something hundred power forward center options. I don't trust this team at all right now. Me neither, but I am getting a lot of Devin Vassell. 
which I am perfectly fine with. 6,400 point guard, shooting guard. As usual, uh, Pop has no idea who is or is not going to be in his starting lineup. We did finally get Devin Vassell back. Um, This is after a week and a half ago. Pop said Vassell's going to start tonight and then didn't. He followed that up by saying Vassell's going to come off the bench for the foreseeable future. Vassell now naturally is in the starting lineup. So assuming he stays there, he played 31 and a half minutes last game. He's only 6,400 point guard, shooting guard, 14% owned. I have like 30% right now. And that's fine with me. Yeah. Um, Other than that, I'm not getting like anything. I have like a lineup with Collins, a lineup with Wemby, a lineup with Keldon, a lineup with Chetty, but it's the Devin Vassell show for me right now. Yeah. So like I basically, your Vassell is my Brandon Miller. Yeah. I like my side. I like my side. Yeah. I I think you and Brandon Miller's mother are the only people that view him the way that you do. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Hey, if I ever need anybody to deliver me a gun, uh, I know I got my guy. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to put in that text like, yo, can you bring me a gun? I'd forgotten about that. I was like, where are you going with this? Yeah, no, that's just that's factual information. That's yeah. not even jokes. Um, yeah, I got 11% of Wemby. I'll take that. I mean, he should look good here, but 8,800. Look, 1.4 fantasy point. He's really, it's weird how he's, I feel like he's getting slept on in fantasy and has been great in fantasy. Who? Wemby. Oh, Wemby, yeah. It's just, it's always tough to get to him. It also feels like the Spurs are just like perpetually in bad matchups for some reason. Because every other team is going to probably play slower and be better than that. Yeah. It's, it's not that hard when like everyone plays slower than you and you're the shittiest team. They're 30th in that rating. Like everybody's better than that. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Um, but yeah, I mean, like when he's been a 1.4 fantasy point per minute guy, he's 8,800 strong tournament play as far as he's contrarian and he's got a massive ceiling, but it's also just tough to pay that salary. Houston Rockets are eight and a half point dogs in Denver, 219 total. This is a real tough one to get to anything other than Nikola Jokic. Uh, everybody's available for Houston, including Jeff Green. For Denver, uh, Jamal Murray is probable. 4% ownership to Jabari Smith is the high man for Houston, but this is a the 28th-ranked team in pace against the 26th-ranked team in pace. I don't have a single share of Houston. I have infinitely more than you. I have five Dylan Brooks lineups. There you go. Locked and loaded. He played 100 minutes the last time out. I don't know if we project it like that here, but... Um, yeah, it's just, it's a terrible spot. There's really no other way to describe it. Could and be then a fun Denver, game. huh? Could be a fun oh. game. Yeah, I'd like to watch it. Uh, for Denver, Murray's back. Jokic is 3% owned. I think he looks good at 12K, but, you know, he's 12K. And we haven't exactly been drowning ourselves in good value. Yeah, I have 1% Jokic right now. Um, the price tag is starting to come down. It's just right now with the value we have, it's tough to get there. Like I said before, I have like 29% Kenrich Williams, which I'm not even going to end up with that by the time we get to lock. But even just playing a bunch of him, I'm having trouble getting the Jokic. Yeah, this is a very difficult game to want to use in any way. And this is a slate too, where not only do you have Embiid as another center payup option, you do have that strong like 5 to 7K range where you have... Uh, Orlando Robinson, you have Jared Allen, you have Daniel Gafford, you have Claxton, you have Pirtle, you have, you know, you can disagree on 
Which Capella, one? Akongwu. Like, yeah, Capella, Akongwu. Yeah, P- uh, potentially Nick Richards. Like you can dis or Mark Williams. You can disagree on which ones actually look good, don't look good, whatever. But the point is, there's like twenty of them that. One good. of them's going 45, 50 fantasy points, and it's just like, okay, well, that's the value spot. Right, exactly. You like, just, the you, chances you of that entire range just going for, like, 30 fantasy points and not mattering is extremely low. Yeah. This next one's going to be interesting, on, at least on one side. Kings are one-and-a-half-point favorites in Phoenix, 234 total. Everything for Sacramento is normal. Uh, Chris Duarte is a Q tag. I don't think he matters. But no Grayson Allen, no Bradley Beal, no Kevin Durant on the Phoenix side. I got 8% Fox and nothing else. I'd be fine getting some $9,800 Sabonis, but we just basically had a full conversation outlying centers. Uh, it's just, I wouldn't mind it. It's just not happening. I don't think Sacramento is all that interesting. No, um, 4 or 5% Malik Monks leading the way for me. I have like 2% Fox. The field is doing the same thing. 4% ownership coming into Monk, 3% to Fox, 3% to Herder, nothing to Keegan Murray or Sabonis. Um Tough team to get to again. Here's your best payup option today. 10-1 for Devin Booker, point guard, shooting guard, 24% owned. I have 35. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic and Keita Bates-Diop are both around 15. I have 2% of Nurk. I thought he would look good, but again, we aren't short on centers. I do have 50% Keita Bates-Diop, though. Yeah, so for anybody confused, including myself, why I wasn't getting centers, I have 45% Nurk right now. Yeah. Again, that's one where I'm fine with that if that's how it works out. You know, 7,200 is a perfectly fine price tag. Uh, no Durant, of course, no Beal. Nurk's going to look good. I don't necessarily think that I just want my slate hinging on Nurk being the center that goes off when there's 20 other guys it could be. Um, sure. I wouldn't mind cutting that back a bit and just spreading it around to some other centers. But if it is Nurk, he looks really good. You know, 7,200, perfectly fine here. Um, I'm getting the 23% Booker, so I'm right around the field there. I have 19% on Eric Gordon, 13% on Ketabates Diop. Those are the four guys I'm getting to. They're the four guys the field is getting to, and I am perfectly happy with all four of them. Gordon, Booker, uh, Akogi, Bates, Dia, Nurkic. That is my expectation for the starting lineup. We had both of these. We had Allen and Durant out like a week and a half ago. That is what we got. So I'm just going to assume that's the same situation. Yeah. And the Grayson Allen piece, you know, obviously there's it's Grayson Allen. So when he's out the same time as Kevin Durant, it's easy to just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Allen's out. But that's a lot of minutes. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, like this team would be a lot more interesting, except DraftKings was just on top of it with pricing. Jordan Goodwin's already 5,200. Koji's 49. Nas Little's 44. And then uh, I, I assume you're in agreement. Devin Booker is the best payoff option on today's slate. Uh, I think he's the one I'm getting to the most. I'm right around the field on him at 23%. Um, And again, like keep in mind, my exposures are wonky right now because of the Caleb Martin thing and the Kenrich Williams thing. But uh, yeah, Devin Booker is far and away my highest owned guy above like really $8,200. Okay. Yeah. My next, uh, as far as guys above 8,200, my next highest owned guy is Shea at 7%. Oh, this should be fun. Dallas Mavericks are eight-point favorites in Portland, 228 total. Uh, for Dallas, no Josh Green, no Maxi, no Grant Williams. For Portland, Aiton, doubtful. Q tag on Moses Brown is if that matters. Uh, Q tag on Malcolm Brogdon, which does. So remember, they don't play tomorrow. There are no games on Sunday. It would blow my mind if Malcolm Brogdon played today after leaving the last game early. Like, just take the rest. What would you be rushing him back for in this spot, especially now that Simons is back? Uh, but for Dallas, 
28% ownership coming into Dante Exum. It's 31 on FanDuel. He got the start. He's point guard, small forward, 4,500. I have 71. <laughs> I get it. I get it. $4,500 starter, guard forward eligibility, fantasy point per minute-ish type dude. Like, for right now, I love it. Yeah, um, I'm closer to the, I have 27%, so I'm right with the field, but... Yeah, it looks like a perfectly fine value play, assuming he still starts. 4,500 point guard small forward is just so valuable. Uh, he played real minutes, you know, ended up at 26 minutes last game. That was a massive 50-point blowout over Utah in the first half. Uh, his minutes were staggered with Luka. So, well, for the entire game, his minutes were staggered with Luka. Um, but that's always good to see. He was out there with the second unit along with Kyrie. So he played about eight and a half minutes in the first quarter. He closed the second quarter playing another six. So, you're looking at like 14 and a half minutes there. I think expecting 28-ish, 28 to 30 minutes from him is very, very reasonable. Uh, just makes I went 26, good... just FYI, so I don't even need it. Yeah, um, looks <laughs> yeah, looks like a good value. Uh, again, I have 27% right now, but he's somebody where for sure, I think once the Caleb Martin problem is solved, um, it's turning into some more Dante Exum, given that he's $1,400 less and has that small forward eligibility. So yeah. that's an example where Caleb Martin's just throwing things off. I think I probably would end up with more Dante Exum. Uh, similarly, right now we have Exum with a 14% chance of being optimal at 28% owned. We have a 26% chance of Caleb Martin being optimal. Once that Caleb Martin stuff is fixed, Dante Exum basically by default is going to increase in terms of optimal percentage and also probably in my lineups. Um, I'm getting to 39% Tim Hardaway, which is... <laughs> I thought you were going to say lively because I have a shit ton of lively. I, I have 36% lively. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, we have Tim Hardaway at 2% owned right now, shooting guard, small forward, 6% chance of being optimal. I'm getting to 39%. I'm getting, Ooh. like I said, 36% lively at 5,400. So that's another one where ideally, I think that ends up being a good amount of lively, but also some more like Orlando Robinson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those guys both look pretty good right now as well. Not that you're Tim ever Hardaway. Gonna... Tim Hardaway is your Brandon Miller now. Yeah, which I like. I don't like it. I I get that there's more minutes for him, and you know he's going to have opportunities to score and all of that. Played 22 last game. I assume would have played a bit more if the game were competitive, but wouldn't necessarily have to. Yeah. I don't see myself getting to Luca or Kyrie. Really, that doesn't. Yeah. Other I'm than getting... like, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I have six percent Luca right now, and no Kyrie on DraftKings. For right now, we have to assume that, and we're not going to really talk about Clippers Jazz, so this is going to be the last one before we turn it over to NFL strategy. Uh, we have to assume that Brogdon is playing for right now. By the way, we got Suggs and Isaac both out like a minute ago, so that will open up something. Yeah. Uh, 25% ownership coming into Anthony Simons. I have 62. 18% ownership coming into a 4K Dwap Wreath. I have 60. And then 1% uh, ownership coming into Tumani Kamara. I have 22. Yeah, Simons is the one that I'm getting tons of right now. Um, yeah. I'm getting 69%. He's my second highest stone guy right now. Again, Caleb yep. Martin's going to come down. I don't expect Simons necessarily to. His price tag did jump a lot on DraftKings. It's up 1,300 from last game, but he started. He played 37 minutes, um, didn't shoot particularly well, and that's not too surprising given that it was his second game of the season. And, you know, he is coming back from a hand injury. I don't even know which hand, but like, uh, Probably just, I mean, we, we know he's a good player. He's a good scorer. Um, yeah. Just going to probably play better as the year goes on. Very, very happy to get to him. Uh, I'm getting to 13% Jabari Walker, only 3% on Reith. Mm. Reith's getting 18% ownership. We have him projected for 7% 7, uh, 7 chance of being optimal. We have him at 27 minutes, only 19 DraftKings points per minute. He's 
a better point per minute guy than that. So uh, just a weird projection there that is probably going to change. And then Kamara, I'm still getting a 4,500 as a value guy that isn't some other, you know, random idiot value play. Yeah. But um, look, if, Brogdon if Malcolm is Brogdon out, is out, yeah, this like Simons, you obviously feel already good with, and that doesn't even matter. Like, I think he's playing 35 minutes either way, maybe more if Brogdon's out. What do you want to do then with everybody else? You see Shaden Sharp played the entire second half. Uh, yeah, I knew he played a ton of minutes. Um, so Sharp's going to look, like at 8,100, it's tough. But if Brogdon's out, Sharp shooting guard, small forward starts to look pretty good. Chris Murray becomes interesting to me. We got 21 minutes from him last game. He's only 3,300. Um, if Brogdon is out, Mays probably moves into the rotation. Yeah, I think so too. Anything if else Mays were to start at 4,200, he'd be interesting. If they move yeah. Henderson back into the starting lineup, I'm not as interested in either of them. Same. Interesting game, though. For the Clippers, Zubats, Harden, Leonard, George. It's really all that you can do now with the Clips. They're moving these minutes around pretty regularly. Do you have any big stands on the Clippers side? I have 17% Zubats. Okay. Which I'm fine with, but easily could just turn into other guys as well. Uh, other yeah. than that, just you know, mixing and matching Kawhi, Harden, George here and there. Not a single piece of ownership is projected to the Utah Jazz right now. Straight zero across the board, and I agree with it. There's a Q tag on Clarkson and a Q tag on Kelly Olynyk. I don't even know if it matters. Yeah, I don't have anybody from the Jazz. You've got an article and uh, some videos coming out in a bit. Article and a video. There Stop we trying go. to give me more videos. You should definitely do more. I bet we could have some <laughs> conversations offline for that. NFL strategy show coming up next. Adam and I will be back at 445 with a bunch of additional news so we can break this bad boy down. Go watch the NFL show. Shout out to Underdog for being the sponsor. We'll talk to you later.